0: Welcome to the mortgage game. I truly, truly believe that building a mortgage business, a successful one, is like playing a game. There's winners, there's losers, there's certain things you try. Some of us are playing checkers, while others are playing chess. I've had the ability to coach and mentor hundreds of mortgage brokers. I myself built a very nice business. So now I want to distill all that information, all the things I've learned from that, and bring it directly to you in a simple to understand way. I hope you enjoy okay so let's jump into it thank you for joining us guys this is brandon tom for those of you who don't know him i wanted to bring them on i've known i've known brandon for a couple of years i've known tom maybe even a little longer than that um the reason they're here today is because these guys are like go-getters and then some and so i just wanted to bring some context as to their journey and where they they came from where they're at now and then how they got there we'll, we'll share some things there and then what their plan is moving forward because they've got a unique setup moving forward um, how they're now going to partner and i think that's a very interesting model for a lot of people and i think it's a great model as long as there's not a lot of crossover and skill sets and obviously there's a high trust factor so before we get into all of that um, i'm just going to hit you with a couple of questions so tom uh where are you located for everyone uh-
1: yeah, so Burlington is like born and raised. That's kind of where my business is. Um but I moved out to Niagara, so like Beamsville area um 4 years ago, but I'd say yeah, like my basically the market that I focus on is Burlington.
0: Okay? And what
1: uh how long have you been a broker for? Since late 2020. So, yeah, 3 years now.
0: Okay? And this is why I wanted to have these guys on here because they're newer brokers by like new broker standards, like they are, and they saw the awesome year came into it. And then now they saw this year. So a lot of these people, or both of them, they're only so much further than a lot of new people. And so, but they just have accomplished a lot of stuff. Okay, so you've been a broker, let's call it three years, give or take three and a half years. Yeah, okay. And in the past 12 months, uh, how many deals have you done approximately? I don't need an exact number, but.
1: Uh, I got to say, oh, 12 months, probably
0: 40. 40 deals, okay. And keep in mind, first quarter of this year has been shit for everybody. It was
1: okay. actually the opposite for me. Like last year was was okay. And it was this year that, that really popped off and I, I will probably touch on it, but I focused on doing one specific thing. And for this year alone, that's the majority of my files. Last year was okay. Um, but this year it's really popped off.
0: Okay, love it. And then last but not least, you have another career. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your other career?
1: Yeah. So I'm still a firefighter. Uh, I'm still doing that full time and uh have been doing it since I started uh mortgage brokering and uh entered the industry thinking this was like gonna be like a side gig for me. And after my first couple of mortgages, I'm like, no, I'm gonna dive into this full time and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at now. Still still full-time firefighter.
0: Okay, love it. And so how many hours in a month do you work as a firefighter?
1: Hours? So I work the same hours like any other full-time person would work. The way my schedule works is I work uh, between seven to eight days a month because they're 24-hour shifts. Okay. So that's where I get the benefit of like, I have a lot of days off. I only work five or six weekdays a month. And then the other two are on the weekend. So I have the days off, but everything's compressed into that one 24 hour shift.
0: Okay, love it. And what's the family look like? What's the uh two more questions for you, then we'll get Brandon. Yeah. Uh what's the what's your family? What's what's living under your household? Who's living under there?
1: Uh so my my wife, um, we've been together for about 12 years now. And uh my my son was born five months ago. So it's been a crazy year that that way. But uh yeah, that's that's it.
0: And do you have any support on your team? Do you have underwriter fulfillment? Do you have anything there?
1: Yeah, one one fulfillment, full time. Okay, and that's it.
0: So, for some context for people, full time firefighter, five month old kid, forty deals last twelve months, full time fulfillment. You see the formula here. You need the help, and there's no reason a lot of us couldn't be doing those many deals if not a lot more. He's got a lot on his plate. Is kind of where I'm going. Um, Okay. Thanks for sharing. Brandon, how long you been a broker for? Uh, Licensed two years this coming September. So a year and a, almost two years. Okay. I know early on, we crossed, crossed paths very early on in your career. Yeah. At the time you came into mortgage brokering, uh, you were running a farm?
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Running a vertical farm in Milton, and growing some flowers and stuff like that. In addition,
0: it's so different than what you're doing now. <laughs> it's, it's so different.
2: It's wild. Like I've, I've got a few like small vegetable areas at my house that nothing is growing. And my family came over and they're like, what the hell happened to you?
0: <laughs> you lost your touch. Yeah. I lost uh, the kingdom. So you've been brokering license for two years. You had a farm and then you eventually just sold the farm and which was a huge, huge, huge like burn all boat thing moment with you and your family. I can imagine. Yeah, total game changer there. And so when you decide to go all in, that's obviously just not a decision you make on your own. Was that an ongoing conversation? Was your wife on board? Like, how did that play out? Yeah. So she
2: fortunately for the scenario, she hated the farm because um, it was an insane amount of hours. The money was always touch and go. So I kind of said, Hey, my my plan is to to get rid of everything. And I just need to sell my client list. I need to sell a bunch of tools, uh, sell off some pieces there. It's going to take a, probably three, four months. And she's like, just go for it. So uh, she was very much on page there. And then I said, you know, mortgage-wise, I need to do X amount of files to kind of keep our life the same. And I have no doubt that I
0: can do that. So, yeah. And you had conviction. So you got in there. You went all in. I briefly met your wife, dropped you off one night. Uh, It's another story. Um, That was a fun story, but yeah, I remember meeting (laughs) her briefly. Um, But anyways, okay. So, and how many files have you done in your first, you just did a Facebook post, which we should, let's talk about that a bit. How many files did you do in your first two years? A hundred? Yeah. So I just funded my hundredth on Monday. Okay. That's quite spectacular. Um, Especially with this last year, right? This is, there's business out there. There is business out there. So hundred files, what sort of support do you have internally on your team? So right now it's just me currently. I did have a fulfillment person,
2: but she got poached by rocket mortgages. So, uh, she has kind of left the fray, um, added a few like part-time fulfillment people that are going to be coming in, but they're just not, they're on summer holidays and stuff. It's not driving for them to start. So currently okay. back to doing it all myself, but for the start first five months this year I did have her.
0: And what's the family life look like who who's living under that
2: household? So we have uh, an almost six year old daughter and then I have my stepson half the time he's eleven.
0: okay right so I'm hoping this is kind of clicking for some people here watching and if you're watching the recording like this is why I want these guys in here like two, three years, three and a half in the game doing bunch of files young families at home, other careers as well, um, selling the farm, burning all boats, going all in. These are all the things you hear about on all these different podcasts everyone's consuming. I just wanted to bring them in here to talk to you about it. Uh, Okay. So now let's quickly talk about moving forward. You two, uh, you were friends growing up, correct?
2: Yep. Yeah. Tom's dad was my hockey coach.
0: Okay. And so- you've agreed to blend both your businesses in and split all revenue 50 50. Yep. Right. Okay. So Tom and, and why, why did you decide to do that? Not just keep trucking along.
1: Yeah. So for me, it made sense. Um, I don't know Like when Brandon first started in the industry, we, one of the first things we said, like at some point we want to grow our own team together and uh, and really just have our own business together and that was like a goal of ours and now it's kind of coming to fruition because both of us have enough uh, leads coming in we ha- we're closing enough business. I have the full-time uh, fulfillment he needs one. we both have different strong suits like I'm a big systems guy Brandon's really good at sales and generating leads. so we know what we're going to be doing going forward like we complement each other with different skill sets. So that's where we really kind of, we just did a mastermind together last uh, Wednesday to really kind of go through everything and plan out what the next moves are and steps. And that's really where we're going from there. Like everything just kind of seems to fit nicely with our, um,
0: like our skill sets. So you just decided one plus one equals five.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so we're hiring an underwriter right away uh, because both of us like, we love mortgages, but we're more so like we have more of like a business owner mindset. So we love the upfront lead generation. We love the business building. Uh, we're not really we don't love being in the actual mortgage file. So we're like, hey, what can we do to solve that? We're going to hire an underwriter, um, which we already have someone in mind. We have our fulfillment, so we know we're not going to be out of the the file completely, but it's going to take off a lot of. Uh, stuff from our play where we can focus on what we want to do, which is lead generation, and what we do best.
2: And we were sitting there, we had kind of taken that concept you put out um, like five or six months ago of like have one person do one piece of the business, have someone else do this. So you're kind of like scaling that way. And I was like, finally, we realized, like, Tom, you were great at building all these like systems, webinars, all these things. I could care less to actually do that step. So we're like, why don't you do that? I'll just keep. Getting the the realtor relationships, getting the relationship side going, and and just complement each other that way, so we can just pour a bunch of gas on the fire at the same time. Yeah.
0: I think that's great. I think like one plus one can equal five, and if you, but it has to be the right person. There has to be the trust. There has to be, and then you set it up as if your own each running your own business. Because if you keep bringing the other person in for decision making and the day to day crap of your own you know, responsibilities. Now one plus one doesn't equal five anymore. Now one plus one equals like one and a half. Cause now you're just like, you've got two cooks in the kitchen making all these decisions on like stuff. And if you don't care and you don't care and you just get the job done and people are happy, the clients are happy, referral partners are happy. There's leads coming in there's deals closing. You're like, I don't care how we get there. So you go run your thing and you go run your thing. And it sounds like you guys came to terms with that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Last week, when we were at the horse farm, Tom was, had this big social strategy, and I was like, "Man, you know what? That that is great. I'm not going to do it. You do it. That's <laughs> yeah. your that's your your channel. I'm going to stick to what's working for me. And the beauty is that we're going to cover all these different strategies because one person is just taking full ownership of it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think like the only crossover was that we were both very heavy into realtor business. Like that's how we both grew up our businesses. So what we're doing now is I'm not completely veering away from my current realtor partners, but I'm kind of just nurturing mm-hmm. those and having me as a direct point of contact with those partners. And Brandon, you're going to be focused on building up more of a realtor list. Like I think we're at uh, just over 200 combined together that we, you know, have our on our list we're nurturing. So we're going to build that up another 200. I'm going to focus on show, social social, Uh, I'm going to focus on Google business, um, you know, getting online leads from there and FAs. And those are the four pillars that we're going to focus on. And um, we already have. Yeah, that's how we're mapping it out.
0: So when someone comes in, when a lead comes in, is there one person doing discovery calls or are you each tackling the discovery call? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the, um, the game plan right now is to both kind of have
2: that discovery call. And then the handoff would be to the underwriter fulfillment from there.
0: And then who, who does the underwriter and fulfillment um, report to? So right now they're going to report. It's going to be like a master sheet
2: kind of the update. And then we nurture our own realtor partners within the the overall.
0: So you're each going to have, okay. So you're each going to, you're going to take advantage of referral partners and you're going to do that and you're going to do the social and the systems. But then when the leads come in, you're each going to be running your own deals and you're gonna be leveraging the team and you're gonna be having separate conversations with the team based on your file.
1: Uh, Sort of like we're still running the same deals together. It's more so like we have the systems on the back end where we have the one tracker where we know where the files are at all times that we can both access. If I'm generating leads from social, I'm gonna hop on that discovery call because people will probably expect me to hop on a call with them. So for now, I'm going to do those, those discovery calls with them. Um, Brandon, you're going to be doing your discovery calls through the realtor connections that you have. So we're doing the upfront discovery calls separately, but then once we funnel them in, our underwriter is going to be taking over. So it's we're still going to have like one person submitting the mm-hmm. file, like one of our names un- underneath okay. the submission agent. Yeah,
2: could yeah. love so you it. Did the, uh, like an all-in-one inbox kind of approach to it as well. Yeah. And like in the discovery call, just one tweak we've made is we're now like introducing the full team. So you're going to be like, yeah. "Hey, uh, if I'm away, Tom or Kyle or whoever it might be might jump on and and answer your question." And right. so people know that so it's not like, "Hey, what? Where's this guy coming from?"
1: Yeah, I run. Uh, I've been running the the all-in-one inbox for a while, like one email for a whole team, and I love it. Like I'll never go back to doing like separate emails because then if we we're trying to run that going forward like it wouldn't work so that's how we're managing everything as one inbox we have segregated inboxes within the one email so that way it's going to be like very smooth and easy to track
0: yeah love it okay and hey for everyone listening this was i like to get into how the sausage is made sometimes because especially i think these are questions when i used to listen to people talk about stuff i was like oh but what do you do there what do you do there so that's why I went down that path a bit let's get back to some sexier stuff um so Tom you said hey I've been doing this one thing been working really well enlighten us man what are you doing
1: um Realtors man that's all it was like I I took um when I first started in the business I was just really just reaching out to my network. Like everyone says, like, reach out to your friends, family, personal network, tell them you're a mortgage broker. I was doing that and it was working for a bit, but obviously you kind of hit like a dead end at some point. So then I took, uh, oh crap, what's the five, five steps to 5 million, like whatever Scott Peckford's old course was. Yeah. I took that and it's very realtor focused. So I'm like, all right, let's dive into that. Uh, And then I kind of just kind of dabbled in and out, didn't really go full board with it, because I mean I was comfy with where I was at um, with my other job. But then I kind of I went on vacation in Portugal last fall, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go all in and just really focus on the mortgages. So I came back and I put together a system to just crank out realtor meetings. So I looked back at my business, I realized all my leads were pretty much coming from realtors. So I'm like, let's just double down on that. I booked uh, 90, so 98 days, I booked 93 realtor meetings, hammered them out, nurtured the list with follow ups, and then the lead just started uh, coming in this year, like, uh, like crazy. So that's all I did, like super easy, I freaking but not easy, simple.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna say, but you love it. I get it. People ask me all the time, Ryan, how do I get in realtors? And I literally go hijack the relationship, build your list out, reach out to them reach out to them on social talk to them through dms call text however you got to get them get them into a a pitch on a zoom do your four slide presentation or a version of that and then just nurture with a weekly video and just stay in front of them and it's literally that easy but you got to keep like it can get boring after a while it it
1: does it actually does you get really good at it and you kind of get into that flow and routine which is good but um Yeah, like you you do kind of get bored of it. And I just wanted to build that list of 100 and and just stop and really uh, go deep with those realtors. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at now.
0: And I had someone reach out to me today through DMs and he's a broker, everyone knows him, does really well. He's like, Ron, do you have any new things, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, why do you need new things? What, what, oh, I haven't done the realtor thing in a while. It was like, was it working really well? Yeah, yeah. But what's the new thing? I'm like, why don't you just go do that thing? Like, yeah. why, why are we switching gears? Why are we, you already said it worked. I know how much volume you do. Why don't we just go back to that and just get better at doing it? He's like, oh yeah, I didn't, I just thought there was a new thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Scott's fault. That's my fault. That's just, there's always these shiny objects of all the people trying to sell you shiny objects. And I'm telling you, it, it can be as simple as what you just outlined.
1: Yeah, uh, it's so true. I had the shiny object for a while too. You know, know, you and I chatted a while ago. I went all in on YouTube for like however long, and it's a slow growth. So I'm like, man, I got to stop doing this and just go back to what worked, and and that's what I did. So
0: back to basics. And okay, so Brandon, how about you, buddy? Hundred files well, in your first two years—that's a very good accomplishment. Um, Where did the deals come from? What what was like? I know they came from probably a little all over here and there, but what was like the main couple things you were doing? So same thing. I just went really heavy
2: on realtors as well. Uh, I just tried to book like a maximum amount of four slides I possibly could. And I just did it over and over and over again to the point that it was like, okay, this is really boring, but I'm like, okay, this is boring, but it got me to 15 million. If I do more boring, what's, what's it going to get me to? And so I just literally did the same thing. And I remember saying to Tom, like, I'm so effing bored in my business. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but well, you're doing well. I'm like, but yeah, I do the I do the same thing. It's like eating oatmeal every morning. And oh, that's a good one. Just stuck to it. Right. So yeah, that's and then from there, I just uh once I had that big list, I just started calling them and be like, Hey, hey, Ryan, I really like working with you. Who's a who's a buddy that you like working with at your office? Do you mind doing a little text intro for me? And I would do like another wave of presentations that way to just rinse
0: and repeat. Just the boring, boring stuff. And it, I remember my wife telling me, uh, cause I had shiny object syndrome and I still do to some degree. Um, it's just how we're wired as entrepreneurs. And I would doing all these things. And she basically just said, Ryan, can you stop dicking around and just go make money? And I was like, whoa, okay. I was like, I had fulfillment by Amazon going. I was selling Facebook ads. I was running a mortgage business. I was doing some coaching. She's like, can you just push all the crap aside and commit to it for 12 months and go make a lot of money and then reevaluate if you wanna go back into all these other hobby things that aren't moving the needle for our family. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And so I went in and in that year, I took home just under seven hundred thousand dollars, and I was. And she's like, "Do you see what I'm saying?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I see what you're saying now." And it was boring stuff I was doing though, over and over again. But the rest of my life wasn't boring, right? Now I had money. We weren't stressed out. Kids were doing different things. We went on vacations we never went on before. We were buying things we never bought before. I wasn't worried about certain, like, it was just kind of like, ah, oh, I got it. And I was like, it's okay to have a boring business and then just get my fulfillment on other things in other areas. Um, so that's kind of funny that you say that because it's like eating oatmeal. I ate oatmeal for a long time, but I had other things I had to take care of. So I love that you you said that. Um, okay. So realtors, simple formula over and over and over again moving forward is that your plan of attack what's is there a new shiny thing you're testing or are you just revamping what you've already done like now you're a team so now you guys are making these decisions together um so what's the plan for the next 12 months?
2: Yeah so the plan is really just for for me to stick to to the boring step and then Tom's layering on the social piece so he's going to focus on that. He's really good at it. Uh, he's got the, the setup all dialed in. And so he's adding that layer there. And then both of us have been testing a little bit of FA stuff over the past six months in our own businesses. So we'll keep that going to a degree, but it's more of an extra layer. It's not going to be a key focus.
1: Like Brian said, you're, you're doing the realtors and I'm not stopping the realtors. I'm not, I'm just not doing the the cold outreaches, booking the meetings. like If they fall into my lab through social, then of course I'm going to hop on a call and or a Zoom meeting and and do my pitch to them. So I'm still going to build that up, but mostly like Brandon's going to do that. Uh, And then Brandon, you're not going to just stop doing social. It's just like, those are the two pillars that we're we're focusing on.
0: So realtor focus up here, the boring oatmeal, and then you're going to go build a brand, it sounds like online and nurture relationships there. So are you planning on doing a brand for your team? Is it separate? Is it just you, Tom, and you're going to feed the team? What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, we actually uh, dove into this a little bit because our initial thought was we were going to do it as a team, like um, a team branding. But um, I decided to just do it as like me, Tom Moffitt, because with social, I'm sure you've uh, preached this too, is that you want to build a brand like to the individual person. So whether the leads are coming in through me or the, the overall uh, team, it doesn't matter, but I want to do what's more effective, which is building me as a, a brand and then funneling those leads in. And um, I mean, all the leads in conversations that come in through my social are connected to our all in one inbox anyways. So it doesn't matter whether it's the team or if it's me individually.
2: Exactly. And then we will have like a team page where we'll like tag something as a collaborator. So there's a little bit of stuff flowing yeah. through there, but it's not It's gonna be like a secondary piece to it.
0: Okay, got it. So obviously, Brandon, you can't have an ego in that scenario, right? You got an ego there and it needs to be fed. That situation's not gonna work out, right? Yeah, I think
2: like for me, I come from big family. I'm the youngest of seven. I'm always like part of the team environment. I don't don't need to have that, uh,
0: you know, Tom has the hair for it. I'm happy to let him be the guy. (laughs) You have probably more hair on the bottom half of your. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. true.
2: (laughs) I'm happy for him to be the guy and like, and and roll that way. And at the end of the day, it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? So.
1: Well, and I'll be clear too. Like, it's not like I'm a big extroverted social media guy. Like, I actually don't like social media, but I know I need to. We need to do it. So, um, yeah. I mean, it. It. We. We know. We've known each other for years too, and uh, we seem to get along on the same page with a lot of things. So it just kind of fell into place.
0: So before we go down the social path, I want to understand that because that's the journey I'm on: is social media and DMing and building a brand and like. I'm very excited about that. Before we go there, I got to ask a question though. I've always been taught when you go into a business relationship, you have to plan for the divorce. Yeah. So have you guys planned for the divorce? We're in the middle of it. uh, They're weird conversations, right? It was was weird because
2: we did like six hours of deep dive. This is our client journey. This is our marketing strategy, everything. We're like, this is fucking awesome. And then I'm like, okay, Tom, we got to have the chat of like, what happens if things don't go the way that we plan it. Um, so yeah, we we have started talking on that and pretty good idea there. Um,
1: yeah, we're sitting down with a lawyer um, at some point and hashing it out before reform everything. So um, that way it's all uh, written and documented. Yeah, I, and,
0: and that's something the- for anyone thinking about doing that. You need to do that. It's just business. It's, and the yeah. best business leaders, the best business minds, they get it so if if you think it's too personal and i don't want to do that, like that's it's business right that's more intimate potentially than a marriage getting in like that like it's right in that same category um so i'm glad you guys have talked about it. i'm glad that you have a lawyer getting involved too because everything's good like my uncle told me he's a mergers acquisitions lawyer and he says everything's good until it's not so you gotta kind of think like we're all like no don't worry man it's all good I'd never screw you over, man. And and then just curveball comes in from somewhere and you're like, oh man, what do we do? So okay, love it. I just wanted to ask that in there. So, uh, okay, let's go to social media. So Tom, you're going to focus on social media and build a brand there. Do you have a plan in place? Is there like a simple plan? Do you have, are you doing it yourself? Are you hiring a company? Can you maybe speak to what you're going to do over the next 90, 120 days?
1: yeah so starting out simple i'm focusing on um instagram and TikTok. not doing any funny dances but just pretty much reposting what i make on instagram and what i'm going to do is i'm just going to fill my videos in here uh and then have it send it out to get it professionally edited and i'm maybe you can touch on this for me i think splashio is the route i'm going um not sure your opinion on that or not but get it professionally edited, and then uh, repost it on Instagram, TikTok, build up more of the Instagram with stories, uh, commenting, like all the active work that you do on there. DMs. And TikTok will be uh, growing that following there. And and the uh, route I want them to go is to follow me on Instagram, where I do the conversion, get them on the discovery call. So everything's funneling into Instagram. And then at some point, I'll have it repost on YouTube, because it's I could do YouTube shorts because it's the same um, type of content. And then from there, like this is all like maybe over the next year or two, then we'll start doing uh, long form content on on YouTube.
0: Love it, man. Love it. That's yeah. literally what I would do if I went back into brokering. I would do that. And Good to know. Awesome. <laughs> I, would, I would just <laughs> go across pick. more platforms more early. Um, yeah. But I also had more years in the business. So I could, right? You guys are still relatively yeah. new. Per se, you're still learning, you're still, it takes you longer to put fires out and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, I 1000% would do that. I would go down the social media path. And then I put a sales flow. I put a, a DM, a daily DM section. And if it's one hour, it's one hour. I'd have framework worked in. What am I gonna say? What, what's my goal? What's my call to action? What's my ask or my offer? It's gonna be different for realtors versus clients. It'd be all people communicating in on my content and I'd keep going down that path with them and then eventually get them into a discovery call. That would be the end the end ask. Uh, and then, man, you can just keep churning that stuff. I'd get all the platforms working on it and then eventually have someone else come in and have those conversations through the comments to a certain point and then you'd loop me in on it. Um, and that could just be a voice memo coming in to like get them on a discovery call. Uh, but yeah, I love it. It all starts with content. You just build the content and it gives you so many options. Um, so I love what you're doing. Splashio, yeah, bottlen- editing your reels used to be a bottleneck for a lot of people. Now that can't be a bottleneck because there's too many opportunities out there. Splashio, we tried it, we sampled it maybe uh, maybe one or two months ago. We just said, let's see what they got. We wanna compare with what we're doing. And we took what they had and it was good. 30 for every minute, it's about 25 US or something, 20 US, it's like 30 bucks Canadian, give or take, per edited reel of a minute. If you want emojis in, I think it's a little more. Uh, great, That now you've just re- removed a bottleneck. If you wanna have a content manager down the road that manages those platforms, and it could be a VA that you train up, then you go there, but don't go do that now because then that's yeah. just another bottleneck and it's gonna slow down your growth. This is your fastest way to pump content out is leverage Splashio. They're good at what they do. They're quick within 24 hours. Get it going, reevaluate in like six to 12 months.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Cause I, I like when I did the YouTube stuff, I was paying, uh, I think it was like close to 2K a month when I was doing it. And I was like, it was too much too soon. And yeah. I realized like I needed to dial it back, which is why I went the realtor route. So I don't want to do that again. I want to start small. Uh, source out the videos. And then eventually as the social grows, I start getting the the leads in more frequently, then we can invest more into like getting that content manager and uh, putting more money allocated towards it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're it's crazy, but you go spend two, three, four grand a month on someone to manage your brand. It's a brand manager through social media. Like, I don't know if there's a better spot to spend money than that. Like How quickly you can build a trustworthy brand online, pumping out that much content, then your next bottleneck will just be content. You'll just be coming up with new things to do. But I think you have a your finger on the pulse there. If you're just showing what you're doing in a day, and both of you, Brandon, you're gonna have to play ball in here potentially. This is what my business partner is doing. And it's literally like pulling your phone out and just documenting some stuff once or twice a day, throw it in the library on G drive and let Tom pluck it out as he needs be for the channels to introduce you. It's just more content, right? You're out doing stuff already, Brandon. You have moments with your family, with your kids, with your, a whiteboard, with a budget, with basic stuff, with a realtor, you document that free content with no effort outside of you just pulling your camera out, taking a picture or a 10 second video. You don't have to be involved in the reels. Pretty interesting. So I love that. Kate, Love it. I understand what you guys are doing, man. You're building. I feel like you've been listening to some podcasts. Uh, it feels like, and <laughs> so let's talk, you've got a podcast. I don't know if people know this. So let's talk about your podcast and then let's talk about what you're doing. Uh, I know you have another business, a smaller business mo- venture on the go, Let's touch on each of those briefly because I want people to know. So, you have a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? And what's the purpose of the podcast? It's uh, called Commission Breath. And the purpose of the podcast
2: loosely is just like identifying what Commission Breath was and how to prevent it. And then, but largely, it's just to get ideas on lead gen, share stories of other people in the industry, and just kind of grow our business and other people's business through that relationship there. So we're just sharing things that are working for okay. us.
0: We're asking people things that are working for them. And we're doing a really deep dive on those items. Yeah. So what's the evil plan with the podcast? Because there's a the reason you started a podcast not for the end consumer. It sounds like this podcast is targeting mortgage agents. So yeah. what's the evil plan there?
2: Yeah like obviously there's uh there's an end goal there and ultimately it's to grow our team through the podcast as well as to to shine a light on the software system that we're building as well, which is Leadvine Systems. Uh, so it highlights some of the tools and strategies that we have built within Leadvine as well. So it's kind of a, a two-prong approach there.
0: Love it. Okay. So you've got a podcast dedicated to teaching mortgage agents, basically showing them your journey is what you're doing, which yes. is cool. You're like off to a very fast start. And The purpose is if they're interested and they're just going to get to know you over time, as I know from the 12-hour broker and the mortgage game I've done, it takes a while, but people do just get to know you over time. And then, hey, if you're in Ontario, if you're in the area and you want to talk with some different, you have a team that they could join. So that's the plan. Hey, love it, man. I think that's the interesting part here is when people say, hey, start a podcast, when you do start a podcast, podcasts are great, but it takes years. It takes years to get any traction. So you more do it for the love of the game up front. Oh, yeah. And then you just hope it like helps out in some other area of your life. But initially, like no one's making money. Very few people are going to listen to that and go, hey, I'm 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 sold. I'm coming over. Yeah, there'll be people, but you might not even want to have them on the team. So you're obviously doing it for the love of the game, too.
1: Yeah, it's um, it and that's just it, because it's been a lot of fun for us like if you listen to the last episode you cuz we're on we put like a video on YouTube too like we're drinking beers you know at the the horse farm that we were at the Airbnb last weekend so it's like we're we're having fun with it and we I actually look forward to it every week doing the episode uh we're going to be interviewing like some pretty cool people in the industry too so it's helpful for us as well like we're learning from other people too cuz we don't have all the answers. We were, we've only been in the industry for three years now, so uh, we're just kind of having fun with it. Documenting what we're doing, what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us, and uh, just yeah, kind of just networking as time goes on. For Love sure,
2: it. it's a different kind of win too. Like today, we we're we we're just shooting the shit. I'm like, hey, like 19 people listened to the episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's nothing, right? But like, it feel it felt like it's cool. It
0: feels cool. Yeah, it's like oh, dude, I was there. Should listen to this. I was there. I'm like. Babe, 30 people listen to the 12 hour broker. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, you know, it, it is what it is, right? I did it for the love of the game. So yeah. um, okay, love it. So you you referenced, was it lead vines, you said? So why don't you give us your what's going, what is that exactly? And why did you build it? Because I don't know specifically what it is either. I just picked this up in chatting with you early on. Um, like, what is it?
1: yeah lead vine was uh something that so originally when i started doing the realtor outreaches i wanted to document like um for my own purposes like how everything went in terms of like how many booked meetings i had the results from the lead generation from it and at the beginning of the year i think it was like three months in i'm like um you know i'm at a lead per day basis just from this original 100 realtors and from there i like i started running into problems like system problems where. If I'm out at fire, then if I have like a phone call from a realtor, if I had uh, a client referral, I needed a system in place to be able to make sure that everything was A, funneling into one inbox, uh, two, my leads were being followed up on, and three, everything was in one housed area with like a business phone line, uh, two-way texting. And I can do that at work while also my fulfillment specialist can help me out with it as well. And uh, even Brandon, like Brandon stepped in on a couple of it because he was able to log into the app. He was able to see where I was at. Um, so there's a lot of benefits in that sense where um, I was going back and I was looking at all, like there's a lot of awesome CRMs in the industry. But what I realized was a lot of them were focused on like the mortgage aspect. Like a client submits a doc or application, you track it from there to finish. Like it's all about the mortgage. Whereas like I need something to, be able to fulfill like the leads aspect up until that point. Um, So then that's where I reached out to brands. Like, this is the idea I have. The original idea was to um, hire some dialers to make phone calls for mortgage brokers, book appointments for them for realtors with the system I had in place. Um, We're not currently like branching out on that anymore. It's more so like the actual CRM that we use for that and all of the different systems that we use to follow up with realtors.
0: Okay. so in layman's terms it is a crm for leads yes in the yeah, mortgage totally. industry
1: very yeah specific to mortgages okay. mortgage brokers
0: so okay
2: instagram facebook text all that
0: email comes to one inbox and you just so click. are you saying if i get a dm uh for in instagram or i get a dm a message in facebook you're telling me that conversation shows up in your platform And I can handle those conversations in there.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can put them in funnels. You can set up anything within it. So you could say someone messages you, hey, hey, Ryan, um, interested in the 10 Loans Academy. Uh, Can you tell me a bit more? You respond there. You could then fire that person a quick text or say, hey, why don't you jump on our our call? Then you could have a, a drip campaign that's like text, email, call, voicemail drop all these things that filter through. So gotcha.
0: Okay. Very what, what social platforms can you funnel that all in from?
1: Instagram, Facebook. Um, there, so you, we have like a social planner on, on it as well with TikTok. Um, but for like DM wise, it's Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp is in the near future. Um, but as of right now, those two.
0: For now it's Meta. Whatever yeah. Meta's doing, you can come in. Gotcha. Yeah. Are there are there abilities to have at some point LinkedIn stuff put in there? Yeah. Uh, like, is that impossible or YouTube comments? Like, I don't know. That starts getting.
1: Yeah. Like, LinkedIn,
0: it LinkedIn for
1: sure. Uh, YouTube comments. No, that definitely won't be down the line. Cause that's like a different form of like messages. Cause it's on a specific True. video versus like yeah. DMs. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And then like from there, the whole point is like, you can delegate those. Leads, you can tag them, you can add them to your pipeline. Like, a, like think of like a, a Trello pipeline. You yeah. can really just click a button, add them to that, and then you can track the lead through there. And that's why I liked it because like I'm tracking my leads up until they start a mortgage. And I had nowhere to really track all of that.
0: So it's not just predicated on stuff coming in from social. You can basically dump leads coming in from anywhere into there. If you get an introduction, Someone reaches out to you from their realtor in an email. That lead can go into the system. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, so I can track. And what about texts that come in? Can you push that over from your own personal cell, or do you have to have a separate number set up? Yeah,
2: text wise, you need to have you have a separate number within Leadvine. It's like your Leadvine number. You can't like take this call and push it to Leadvine that way, but you could. Respond to your text through the Leadvine system. Type your response and be like, "Hey, this is my my work number." Gotcha. Um, and start the conversation that way would be how I would do that. Um, yeah, there's.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't run my business through my cell phone. Like everything's through the business phone with with yeah. Leadvine. So you pick a, a local area code. For me, it's two eight nine. I have that designated number, and anything that comes in through that can come through my app. On my phone if someone calls it i have it directed towards my phone number my fulfillments so that's why i got it originally because i was like that's
0: what i needed it for okay yeah. love it and so and then now i'm going to get into the sausages made, just because i'm intrigued by it is leads come in now let's say when do they leave your platform and go into Another platform. Is it up to you? Is it more kind of the natural fit? Is as soon as they book a discovery call and then they come in, or are you pre-approving them and then still following up with them through your platform? And only when it's a live deal, then it transitions out into a client journey? Well, it depends on
1: how you want to run your business. But for me, when I have a discovery call booked, it automatically shows it in my pipeline. And then if someone started a mortgage application, I already have it connected to Uh, Zapier. So that way it already pushes it into my mortgage pipeline. So I don't have an actual CRM. Like you can treat it as a mortgage CRM, but you can't do like anniversary um, emails, like stuff like that. Um, But I I still track it in that system. So it just automatically pushes it to my other pipeline. It's kind of hard to explain without showing, but um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So I would say just manage the conversation through the platform as much as you can because then. It's always there. And that thread's always there. And if the person messages you on Facebook, it's going to come to there, whatever it might be. Versus like trying to then flip them to a different area once they leave and get an application in, so yeah. you can nurture them long term from there.
0: So if you see, so obviously, have to connect your soft, your your social platforms into it. Yeah. Could you have theoretically? Could you have someone in a completely different country? logging into Leadvine and running some conversations with people. Can you go and proactively reach out to people through Leadvine, your followers and friends? Or do you have to wait till they're they're in your inbox?
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Through like DMs, like through social. Right now you're going through the social media platform instead of doing it through the CRM.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The official outreach is through Instagram, but then the response would come to the
0: Leadvine system. Gotcha. So if you're reaching out with opens to people and you're being proactive, someone comments on one of your reels, and you want to reach out and go, hey, what was your favorite part of that reel? You have to initiate that through the platform. But then if they respond and it ends up in your DMs, that will be pushed through to lead mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what I would do in that case is I do my I'll, I don't do it yet, but I'll be doing my hour of um, pretty much what like what you're teaching the DMs and stuff. Like I'll be doing the 30 day uh, challenge, which I'm pumped for. So I'll do my hour in the morning, and then um, I have the app on my phone where I can respond to all the people responding to my DMs on there. So that's what I'll be I'll be yeah. doing. Over
0: forward And you can track them, and then you can categorize them based on. Yeah, could be red, yellow, green. How important they are. You can move them into like categories of prospects, very warm, stay on top, or still haven't heard back. So it kind of just sits there, um, like a trouble board. Like you can kind of move it along to a discovery call. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: And then you can also have it so once you drag someone over, it triggers like a next. Series of actions. So, if someone says, "Hey, I'm interested in a meeting," you just drag them to interest in a meeting. It automatically sends them the calendar piece to book the meeting, sends a confirmation. You don't have to
0: copy and paste like your calendar and go here. You go. You just drag them in. Yeah. To, once, you, once you move them, it triggers the workflow. It triggers, and you're saying, "What were the workflows that you can have built in there?" You can have text coming from the business number. You can have um, DMs coming from your already conversation. You can have stuff thrown in, which it could be, your an application link, a calendar link, whatever. And then you can also have email. Did you say email?
2: You can yeah. Do email. You can do voicemail drop. Um, yeah. Calls. Calls can go out. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We're going to wrap this up because I don't want to waste, or not waste, but I don't want to, I want to be appreciative of your time. But before we do that, where did you, who built the app? And like, where did you, is this like white labeled onto something else and you just brought it into mortgage industry?
1: Exactly, yeah. So you can think of it as like, so we partnered up with the company, we're piggybacking off of their software and because we're not software developers, like that's the last thing we are. But what we did was we tailorized it to uh, the mortgage industry and we put in our systems and processes that we've developed and we're continually to tweak it out over time. So you can think of it as like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like Zoho and uh, who are they with? Zoho and Blue Mortgage, Salesforce and Jungo, Like, where the mortgage specific underneath yeah. uh, the company? So,
0: yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly it. So they handle all support. They handle everything. Yeah, you yeah. just handle the mortgage centric version of it, um, all, which is built on their bones, though.
1: Yeah, because we have all of, like everything's already when someone signs up, we insert. Um, everything already loaded in there for like automation templates and stuff. And all I have to do is like click it on. Um, So we're just building that up over time.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Cool, love it. And the reason I went deeper on that for everyone listening is that's the journey I'm on and I'm just sitting here going, okay, I can see, and I can already start seeing from the amount of content we're pushing out and the amount of engagements we're doing on our end. It's kind of like when you start making all these calls to realtors without all that, you start to see other holes in the boat that start coming up. You start to get all this. You're getting hit from all these angles: a messenger, a text, a phone call, a voicemail, an email, an introduction. Like ah, it's all like spread out all over the place. We're seeing that now from our social journey. It's spread out on platforms. It's coming in from different angles. So we we're just talking about this morning, uh, me and Courtney about okay. Like I think we need to get some sort of platform. I know there's ones out there we can manage all those conversations and like value where they're at. And right, we're trying to show people what we do and we want you to sign on. There's cold leads, warm leads, hot leads. And so it sounds like you're you're going down that path from mortgage brokers. Um, so cool, so cool. Okay, before we go, uh, and I'm just gonna read Carly, uh, impressive how you've both been able to build your business so quickly. When you reached out to realtors to book a meeting, how did you approach them? text, DM, call, any tips? Did you have more success doing the meeting being Zoom or person? Uh, Tom, why don't you start with that? Uh, What was your approach for realtors in in like a a nutshell?
1: Uh, Phone calls, I dabbled with email, which worked for the triangle of trust. So it does work with email, but phone call is your best friend. Uh, All Zoom, no in-person, because then I could bang out more. And at some point I had someone doing the dialing for me. So it was easier just to do my thing and have the meetings just pop up in my calendar. But um, yeah, that, that was pretty much it.
0: Have you tried, um, it's relatively new, the social, but have you tried building up relationships with realtors through DMs yet? Like with like an actual system and process.
1: I did for a bit and it does work. But I found the quickest way was to just pick up the phone, and for when I wanted to just bang out a bunch in the three months, that was the quickest way to do it. And I, at first, I built out my warm list, and then once I exhausted my warm list, I just bought uh, cold lists uh, and just hammered out it, the cold list in my local market. But the DMs does work, I think. Like it's one one way that or one client that we had. Uh, she was really big on social. She networked with a lot of realtors, like through DMS and comments. And when we made the calls for her, like, she was booking meetings like crazy. Cause they were so warmed up. They're like, Oh, I know who that is. Like, yeah, let's hop on a call. Um, so it just makes it extra warm for a realtor to say yes to, to booking a meeting if they know who you are through social.
0: And if you continue to build your brand, which you're just going on that journey of actually like focusing time and money on it, like consistently, if you do that, Realtors will find you. Realtors yep. will find you. You'll you'll find that out. Realtors will just show up. They'll be like, "Hey, love, love what you're doing, man. Can I be a part of it?" Or, "Hey, I've been. Lo- I've had realtors tell me they weren't going to use me because I and even though they knew I was really good at what I did, you don't have a brand online. I do. I need to align with someone who does. And I was like, oh, like a punch in the gut. That was years ago. That was years ago. So I can only imagine where their heads at now." Um, yeah. okay. So cool. Brandon, what did you do, buddy? What, what did you, uh, how did you attack the realtors stuff?
2: Yeah. So mine was 99% calls. Um, I did do a little bit of Instagram messaging early days and then I, with the intent to get their number, call them and then book the zoom meeting. I tried in person at first because I didn't have a I didn't even have a computer. When I started, I was running off a tablet. Um, <laughs> So I tried in person at first, but it was a shit show. And then I just switched to zoom. and went, went for it.
0: You had a farm and a tablet. <laughs> That's animal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm running. my like I love I it. I freaking love it. I love it, man. I love it. How, how far you've come in such short amount of time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Guys, uh, Tom, anything last you want to say before we uh, peace out here?
1: Um. Yeah. No. I think um, I'm pretty sure we hit everything there. I'm just uh, super grateful to to be on here, Ryan. And uh, honestly, with the social stuff, like I was of the mindset, kind of like you were early on. Like I didn't want to touch it, but you've really opened up my eyes to getting back on it. So appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you got a man. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brandon. Any anything you want to add before uh, anything you want to mention before we go? yeah, I know thanks for having us on here. Anyone who wants to hear more of us jump on the commission
2: breath podcast and yeah
0: appreciate it. We'll make sure we put those links below and we post this in the group and in the recording in the portal. um we'll make sure we put links back to all that so people can go consume your stuff that I no doubt I haven't listened to it yet, but I no doubt uh I don't really don't want to listen to more mortgage stuff. I, I listened to enough <laughs> I did that for ten years. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I got my own stuff. Um but I have no doubt it's really good. I will probably pop on and listen to one or two. Um but that's it man Kate. I appreciate both of you guys. This is an hour of your life you will not get back. Um <laughs> but you know, I love that you have young families, you're crushing business. And for me, my biggest takeaway with you guys is no excuses. You kind of just go. You just do it. There's like literally like you have both of you at certain times in your career had a lot of opportunities to come up with excuses to not do something and you did not So I have mad respect for that. Um, that's it kids. Uh, no more questions here. So thanks for sticking around. And, um, I'll, I'll be chatting with both of you guys. Thanks Ryan. Thanks everyone. Peace out.
1: This is an, I love mortgage brokering production.